Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Steve Green, are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> this is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. <laughs> Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's a game day morning. Well, yeah, sort of, kind of. Here on Birds 365, <laughs> the Eagles will play a game tonight. Don't know how many really important Eagle players are going to play. As for who's going to decide how good they're going to be over 17 games during the regular season. But it's a game day here on uh, Birds 365. And, yes, we're going to try and get fired up. All right, maybe not. Uh, but I do have a fire question to start the show, believe it or not, today. Uh, Johnny Mac, where you are at in South Jersey, when you got the dog out this morning, could you smell the fire in the air? Echo, yeah, echo. Um, no, I couldn't, but I, I have a bad sense of smell these days, so okay. I'm not probably the person to ask. Uh, right. But because my wife smells everything, and I'm like, I don't smell that. I don't. I, I'm like. Did you did know. she get out and out early this morning or last? She's in night? South Carolina, so oh, so you had um, no, you didn't have your sniffer in town. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Last night got the dog out and I could smell it, and this morning I got the dog out. And Malton isn't exactly right on top of Adco. That's five miles no, yeah, away. Yeah, that's ways away. Man, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. They shut the, down the Adco Raceway, and all of a sudden there's a big wildfire there. I'm just throwing that out there. 
Okay. Yeah. Maybe and a little insurance fraud. I don't there, know. There, there's John, uh, a job for John McMullen, crack investigator. <laughs> Get working on that, McMullen. Uh, we shall see. But uh, yeah, despite the fact that you got up this morning in South Georgia, get out and you thought, well, wait a minute, am I living in Maui? Is Am I supposed to have better weather than this? No, it was in Atco, New Jersey, and we hope everything turns out okay there. I hope everything turns out today after the Eagles game tonight. Don't know exactly what we're going to learn. Don't know exactly what is going to be accomplished. Yes, the Eagles will feel better about the decisions they have to make on Tuesday when it comes to cutdown day. But then again, they're even on record as saying that they get more out of the joint practices than they do the actual preseason game. So uh, if it's based on who the best fighters are, well, and maybe somebody moved up in the Eagles estimation on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Johnny Mac, what are we going to get out of tonight's game? A uh, little sleep. Uh, you know, it's an eight o'clock game because I am. Yeah. And by the way, since we're since we're starting off with whining, let me go first. Yeah. Um, eight o'clock. Conspiracies and whining. That's what people turn eight, <laughs> tune in for. Eight o'clock game, which I know Johnny Mac's not happy about uh, not kicking it off till eight o'clock. And then number two, I, shame on me. I should have known this long ago. Certainly yesterday and not like 20 minutes before the show started today i happened to notice it the game tonight is on prime video yeah yeah but it's now that that that, you know it's funny because they asked me this and i'm like i don't pay attention to where it's on so neither do i that's why i I didn't notice it till 20 minutes ago wait whoa whoa, whoa, what do you mean it's not on nbc i knew it was an amazon game i knew that uh because they made a big deal out of it but i assumed there's always a local component for the local fans. Uh, I assume there would be a local component on top of Amazon. I don't know if there is or isn't. There is not. Because, yeah. I just checked my, because I wanted to double check because it's on Amazon. All right. I, I, I said I made note for the show. For those of our streamers who aren't in the area, because we got people who moved out of Philadelphia, live well over there, tied to Philadelphia, still watching Magamac on Birds 365. They feel like they're still in town here, getting prepped for their bird season. I was going to tell them, yeah, I got bad news for you. It's going to be on Amazon Prime if you're out of town. Then I go to uh, my my uh, cable, and I'm going to record tonight, because I record every Eagles game, to be able to go back and watch stuff. If I miss them, if there's a debatable play, go back and record it. Oh, no, you got re-airs of uh, SVU tonight on NBC10. There is no Philadelphia Eagles broadcast tonight on NBC10. And that's the one of the things that stinks. And I get it. The NFL's cashing a check, a mega check for streaming purposes. You can't record streaming broadcasts. There is no record function for you to be able to watch the game. So I'm not going to be able to go back and check what somebody did. Well, I think you can rewatch it, but I'm not even positive about that. Right, but then you got to go and you got to rewind. It's it's just not as easy as as it is for uh, just recording purposes on the DVR. No, definitely not uh, as easy. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was surprised. Um, Typically, I think and. Um, I think they got around that rule because it's a, a, a preseason game. I think in the regular season, you still have to have that local component. Like if it's on not only Amazon, but even ESPN, or you have to have a local component. Um, and I guess because of the preseason, nobody cares and eh, nobody should care. 
Oh, yeah, they should because you're getting shortchanged if you're a fan well, of watching They're watch already NBC getting television. shortchanged. They're getting far more shortchanged by the level of play out there. The first and second teamers are working at joint practices behind the curtains. The fans don't get to see it. And then they got to roll out and watch Tanner McKee and Ian Book. Well, they're probably excited about Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee, they, yeah. They want to know think, when Tanner McKee's playing. John McMullen's going to tell him today how much Tanner McKee's going to play. I'm not going to tell you. We didn't even ask the damn question about who's going to play in this game. Because, uh, you know, it's that. Personally, it's that meaningless, but there's a lot of stuff going on. We got to withdraw. God, I thought we were going to get through it, Jody. I really thought we were going to get through it. With Jonathan Taylor, I really thought Jonathan Taylor root. Yeah, I I really thought we were going to get through it, and he got one knucklehead out there throwing bullshit against the wall and hoping it sticks. Right. I I you know I I I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I, I Howie Roseman doesn't talk to Adam Schefter about the Philadelphia Eagles. Doesn't talk to Adam Schefter. So he isn't talking to Joe Blow from NFL dot, 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 not. Stop it. Stop it, people. Look at the history of this organization. I, I, you know, it, does Jonathan Taylor want to come here for one year and not uh, get a contract extension and go for a Super Bowl? Um does he want to do that? Um, I doubt it. You know, maybe he's from Salem, New Jersey. Maybe he's an Eagles fan. I don't even know if he's an Eagles fan. But, I mean, the window was so small. And then, you ha- again, you have these, I-, I don't know what you want to call them, speculators, I guess. You can't call them aggro. You know, how he calls about everybody. He does his due diligence. They're already in town. He's talking to Chris Ballard on the sideline. I mean, right. they're, they're there. Um, he likes to keep, I, I guarantee he calls about Trey Lance because he likes, he doesn't want Trey Lance, but he wants to know what the value is around the league. He wants to see what other people are doing and jockeying back and forth for his own edification. And, and, and so when he's got to move and he understands the market, and all that kind of stuff. So he always does his due diligence. So people throw that out there. Eagles called about insert name. They call about everybody. Everybody. I wish we could go back pre-draft. And I'm not even getting into the football part of it. It, it, Just just bring up our Bijan Robinson shows during the Bijan 365 season. It doesn't even, you know, you got Jalen Hurts. You're not going to bring the best running back in and 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 then feel, oh, we got to run the football like it's 1975 or whatever. I just stop it. Stop it with this stuff. I'm uh, begging people. The the report you're referring to is Evan Massey from Yard Barker, which is a reputable, not a top flight, but a reputable uh, website that covers sports. Uh, and he quoted as his, as per his report, the Eagles were one of the more aggressive pursuers. Well, that leaves it open for a lot of interpretation. What makes you one of the most aggressive pursuers of Jonathan Taylor? 
Um, and how many were there? Four, five, six, seven teams that well, Stephen so Holder, Stephen Holder's covered the Colts for a long time. Um, he's had the most credible report. Six teams expressed interest, two offered something. We know Miami's one of them. I, I forget the other one. Um, I don't think they reported the other one. I, I'm guessing Evan uh, somebody else, believes somebody that else would did. be the Eagles. Somebody else did. It's not the Eagles. Um, right, but, but I, I don't think – I think they reported that two teams made an offer, one of which was the Dolphins. So the other of which is not known, and I'm guessing that Evan Massey thinks it's the Eagles because he turned termed them one of the most – Now, what I'm saying pursuers. is Stephen Steven reported – what I'm saying is Stephen reported there were two and identified one. Right. Um, and then somebody, the then somebody else came in and identified the other one. I'll look really? it up in the break. I have not yeah. seen that. I'll if look you, it up. If you in know the break. who it is, you can find out who it is. Please do so because yeah. I have not seen the other team identified. Um, it's not. But it wasn't the Eagles. the Eagles. You're saying? For, no, from... it's not the stinking Eagles. <laughs> I and you know, yesterday I said here on the show, what percentage chance could the Eagles get something like this done? And I went to zero. Not. Zero 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 point one, which I usually like to do because you never really know. You always like to leave yourself that little trap door to get. No, I'm so confident I'm going to absolute zero that uh, the Eagles are acquiring Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I I hate to use the terms zero or hundred percent because um, you know if. You know, if he wants to play out his rookie deal, the whole reason he's sitting out is he doesn't want to. So if he changes his mind and he wants to play for nothing, essentially, and come to the Eagles for one year and try to chase a Super Bowl ring and the Colts are are, are willing to uh, uh, come down on their asking price and <laughs> the Eagles aren't happy with their running back situation, that's part of it as well, which – that's that's the most honestly the easiest part. I could see them not being happy. How we would have to say, you know what, these guys aren't good enough. And um, but I I don't even think he's a fit for what the Eagles do. I've talked about it a lot of times in 2017. I could go on a whole rant about how this stuff works, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know. <sighs> You have people speculating and hoping it comes true. That's what it is, Jody. Right. I'll leave it at that. Because it's a major name, and if you're covering the Philadelphia Eagles in part, full-time, whatever else, you want to try and uh, draw attention to the the minimalist possibility. Yeah. Kenny Gainwell could break his ankle today. Now, it's not going to be in the game because he's not playing in the game, but he could, like, step out of the shower and fall down and break his ankle, and then that would change the Eagles' position. But as of right now, as we sit here at 8.16 a.m. on a game day Thursday, it makes no sense whatsoever. The Eagles are going to be involved in bidding for uh, the arguably best back in the league. Now, he was two years ago. He wasn't last year. But he's one of the best backs in the league. But you got to factor everything in his desire to renegotiate, his mindset. He's hold at the Colts. He's first of all, he's hurt. So it, miraculously, he's going to get better as soon as he shows up at the new team. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, it's not happening here in Philadelphia. But for those of you who want to dream the dream, 
the always ready to acquire the best available player, Philadelphia Eagles, because Howie Roseman's pretty damn good at chugging a cap. I get it. Just don't get disappointed when it doesn't happen because McDonald and McMullen are telling you, don't hold your breath. You'll suffocate. It's not happening. He's not coming here to Philadelphia. All right, we'll take our first time out of the day. Scott Grayson, Fox uh, 29 sports director and the host of Props and Locks, does a very good job on Fox 29. Oh, by the way, tune, tune in tonight, Fox 29. Catch Scott's sports report. Just don't think you're going to see the Eagles because that is a usual broadcast outlet for the Eagles. Fox during most of the games will be on Fox this year. Oh, not tonight. And it won't be on NBC 10. And they may do with Michael Barkan at all uh, an Eagle pre and post game show. Are you guys doing a post game show tonight, Johnny Mac? Or- yeah, man. No. Yeah. You'll be right here on Jacob both before and after the game. If you want to watch the actual game, you better have a smart TV. Because it is being streamed on uh, Amazon Prime. And well, you I can guess... get it, you can do it anywhere on your phone, your iPad. That's the whole. But point you got to be it. an Amazon Prime subscriber. Yeah. But you, yeah, which by the way is like 179 bucks now. I mean, it keeps going up. When we first joined Amazon Prime, I know you're in the Amazon Prime household yes, I, as well. Yes, I we get are. a damn package every day. Same here. Um, it was ninety nine dollars. It's now one seventy nine. Ooh, it's almost doubled in. The last couple, well, you know, the, that's paying for the NFL package. That's yeah, what it is. The Thursday night it. games, that's what you're paying for. Yeah, it's part of so, it, certainly. Yeah. So uh, be ready to stream the Eagles. You're streaming here with us, so we know you're uh, already ahead of the streaming game. So I guess it's not as big a deal for them as it is for someone like me. I'm just ticked off that I can't be watching it and setting my DVR for it and then uh, being able to go back and jog through the plays uh tomorrow morning when I need to, to be ready for the Friday game day after edition of birds 365. Yeah, I, I get it. It's a big check. That's why the NFL is doing this streaming thing. So get used to it. Then it's going to be the only way for you to watch the Eagles game tonight. Those third string battles are going to be key for the birds tonight. We'll talk about that and everything else. Eagles related with Scott Grayson from Fox 29. He's sliding in next here on birds 365. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got your Mac and Mac guys here on Bird 365 waiting here from uh, Scott Grayson from Fox 29. Hopefully he streams in. Uh, Mac, I got to give credit to Barbara Carroll. I believe uh, she runs it all together, if it's a she, uh, as as one long word. Uh, but if Barbara Carroll is out there still streamed in with us, she did hear us up in the comments section and said, Jody, the game is on Amazon, but will also be broadcast on Fox 29. Yeah, that makes sense. See, that makes more sense to me. We would have got that from Scott if he'd get here. Yeah, uh, if he if he hopped in when he gets here, we'll ask him about uh, who's going to be calling the game because I thought when you – I guess it's on a per-game basis uh, because NBC10 advertises themselves as the Fox pregame, uh, the preseason broadcast holders. Uh, they did the first two games, but I guess they're not doing tonight's. Is this a national game? I didn't see it listed as a national I game. I think are it you is getting... a national game because it's uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet are doing oh, they, it. Are they? Well, no. Yeah. But Amazon, the Amazon broadcast team is going to be aired on Fox? That I don't know. That I don't know. But I, I think from the perspective, like I said, when they do that, during the regular season, like when, when, when the Eagles are on, like I said, a cable out, like you have to have a local component still for the local fans. That's so true. sometimes ESPN's when a, a Monday yeah. night game is aired on whatever the local yeah. station is, it is the ESPN. Announcer. Yeah. So maybe and sometimes it might be NBC 10, but if they have something else, then it de- defaults to channel 17 or something. You know, I think there's a like a hierarchy, and if you know, if you don't want it because maybe something else big is on, or you don't want to preempt something, something else is bigger than NFL football. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> typically not. <laughs> typically not. But you know, I I remember preseason games being on seventeen or something. But I don't know. I don't pay attention. I'm always at the games. You're so at I don't the games. Pay you 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 don't have to care about this. Yeah. Our streamers do, and unfortunately, Jody Mack does, because I got to know where and how I can yeah. watch this game and tape this game. Because if it's just an e-game, I'm not doing a show every single day with John McMullen. If I tape it, I tape it. If I don't, I don't. Now I feel the necessity to tape it every single game that they play so I can go back in case I miss anything or there's a debatable call or whatever. I need to be able to go back and reobserve. observe uh, If it's on Fox, I'm happy. I just hit the record button on my 
I, during the commercial, I made sure I got a recording of tonight's game just in case. I'm glad to know it's on Fox, but this crossover between, well, the whole Amazon thing we're still learning about between wherever they're going to throw a local game uh, while it's streaming elsewhere, uh, I, I guess we're all still learning in the go as we go along. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, hey, if you want to watch it, pluck down. It's good that it's on, on Fox and that yeah. uh, you don't have to pluck down the 180 bucks, which would be absurd to watch a preseason game, but yeah, but then you um, also get free delivery for an entire year. Well, yeah, the pre delivery is worth it. <laughs> that's all you if need. If you to deliver know. as much as, yeah, well, that's why I get it. Yeah, same here. My yeah. wife, my wife writes that check, and I just smile and uh, watch right. NFL games. I, Jenny Mac, when they eventually kick off wherever it's broadcast on Amazon, on Fox 29, it'll be on WIP on the radio. I can guarantee you that. Um, the Eagles and the Colts will uh, play. The Colts are going to roll their starting quarterback out. Anthony Richardson, who they took in the uh, draft this year, was number four pick, quarterback, quarterback, then yeah. Anderson, uh, then Richardson, four, right? Yeah. He was number exactly. four. Um, so he beat out uh, Gardner Minshew for the number one job. How much do you think he's going to play tonight? You, you want to get him reps. He's still a wet behind the ears rookie and – uh, Colts are going to be attempting to win games 11 days down the road. How much do you think they're going to put uh, Richardson? I, I mean, I would play him quite a bit. I mean, he needs as much work as possible. I'd, I'd go the old school route and play him at least a half. But, you know, you know how Shane, I, I, you never know how much people are on board. Like I, I, I've said from day one, we're up to the Eagles coaching staff. I do not think the Eagles would handle things the way they handle things. Um, I still don't believe that. I'll never believe that. Uh, and knowing how competitive um, Nick Sirianni is, I don't care what they say. I'm, it, it, you know, I think if it were up to him and he was in charge, they'd be practicing more. They'd be playing more. Um, but he's not. Um so I don't know if Shane's on board with the Eagles mentality because he was here. In fact, I'd lean towards the other way that he's probably not. And, but I don't know how much power he has in Indianapolis and maybe Chris Ballard as a first year head coach, maybe, you know, maybe saying, look, this guy's our future. We got to protect him. I have no idea. I wish I could tell people, um, Preseason is worse than ever, and nobody's honest. And I, I wish I could tell you who's playing and the reps they're going to get, but I can't. Other than the Eagles aren't playing anybody of value, and you know that's that's all I can tell you. All right, so then let's parse if we don't know what the Colts are doing, and uh, you you shouldn't because uh, a that's not your beat, and b you don't know how much trust you need to put in the Colts tonight. It's not your everyday team as to who they're going to play or not, other than they have announced that they are going to play Richardson for a period of time. We're going to have to just tune in and find out uh, the Eagles and who are going to play for them. We know the star players aren't going to play. We could, uh, go, I could uh, make you make up a list of how many got 22, 23, 24, 25, how many deference players are there going to be for the Eagles but there are some positions that they can't afford to go deference on because they're still not even sure how much the who is going to start at specific positions. Well, no, maybe I should make it a question. Is Ian Cunningham going to play tonight, John? 
Ian Cunningham. Who are we talking about? Uh, Zach Cunningham. Excuse me. Zach Cunningham. Um, yeah, I think Zach will play. He's been I'm here for two Ian weeks. Thinking Ian Cummings, our guest from yeah. the other day. Damn. I was thinking I'm about names uh, confused here. I, I was apologize. thinking about the the Bears assistant Gia. That's why because the Eagles had an Ian Cunningham, but right. you know, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. He's only been here for two weeks. He still needs some reps to get into playing shape. Um, and I don't think he's got that completely locked down. Um, you know, how could you, uh, other than, you know, they don't have anybody else, but I think Christian Ellis is done enough to say where he's still got the door open a little bit, um, that if Zach Cunningham completely, um, falls off the table that he could get back into the conversation and he didn't have a good practice against the Colts, Zach Cunningham. Um, Didn't so, play that well the other day? No. I mean, part of it was scheme. He got caught up with, man, they got to, they got to, I think I mentioned it. I got to look him up. Uh, Josh Downs, he's a rookie uh, from North Carolina. You're a big college guy. You might remember. Oh, yeah. Downs, Downs. He's like 5'9", uh, 171, and somehow they Shane got him matched up with Zach Cunningham. It worked out about as well as you would imagine he's I mean, a downs a speed guy yeah well yeah that's a scheme problem that's not a zach cunningham problem but you know he he scorched him as he should have um so but you know anytime anytime you get beat on a play like that people are going to take notice just like when you chip the football against Deshaun watson and it turns into an interception you're going to get noticed you're going to get yep. noticed both ways so i don't know if it was necessarily his problem but i don't think my my larger point is you can't just defer to zach cunningham he just got here so i i think my bet would he would play I, and the other key question for me, and surely uh, the other linebackers are going to play. We know uh, Ellis is going to play, or at least I shouldn't say no. Unlike Jonathan Taylor, I'm not going to absolute zero on any of these other players, Ellis or uh, Morrow or anyone else who's going to get linebacker reps. I'm even more intrigued as to how they're going to rotate the uh, safeties. Now, uh, when you report here, that played, is, that is played with the ones about the safeties, it's basically everybody who's out there with uh, the uh, guy that we know is their starting safety who is going to be nowhere near the field tonight, Reed Blankenship. Whoever's staying next to Reed Blankenship, guess what? You're playing with the ones. Well, that's not going to be an option tonight because Reed's not going to play. He didn't play last game. He's not playing this game. Is the ones determined by who plays the first series? Uh, how do you figure out? How no, the uh, that, that because, because, and the Eagles like this, because as you mentioned, Reed's not going to play, so you're not going to know. Right. And they like that. And it'll probably be, my guess it'll be Justin Evans and Terrell Edmonds, but that's just mm-hmm. a guess. Um, And you're not going to know. And, and, and then Sidney Brown will quickly rotate in Um, and you're not going to know. And, you know, Competitive advantage, Jody McDonald, because Bill Belichick is looking at that second safety position and it's keeping up at night. You know, I think NFLanalysis.net said he's only getting two hours of sleep a night. Oh, come on, Bill. You got to do better than that. Uh, You want to be ready for that first game. You got to have that handshake ready. Because he's so worried. 
he's so worried about the Eagles' second safety, and it's such a massive competitive advantage. Uh, that's why I can't get any sleep. But, uh, yeah, you're not going to know because Reed's not out there. But uh, here's where I will at least admit this much. Uh, and, and usually in a situation like this, starting doesn't necessarily indicate anything. The first series, does, it can be later in the game when it's even more. No, because, you know, the Colts are starting their starting quarterback which means they're probably going to use most of their starting players, at least on offense, along the offensive line. You're not going to send the starting quarterback out there with your third-string offensive line, watch him get pounded to the ground, and then have to answer to your general manager and owner afterwards. That would be a bad plan. That's a bad meeting you got to take if that's the case. So in this case, I do believe who starts the game is, quote-unquote, the guy with the ones. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to be the guy the week – Thereafter, against the Patriots, as you just ran down. But you have to uh, lean toward, in your reporting, it's going to be who starts the game is, quote-unquote, running with the ones, right? Um. Well, again, you know, to use safety as the example. Sorry, I was just texting uh, uh, Scott Grayson to see where he was. But uh, um, safety, you're not going to go because you're not going to see um, – uh, with Reed, Reed Blankenship. So as far as who's running with the ones, you're still not going to know because it, we, we only have two open-ended questions, Jody, safety and running back. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, Elliot uh, Shore Parks uh, compiles these statistics. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, um, and it gave you an, I'm trying to pull it up. It gave you an indication of uh just what I've been talking about this entire camp when it came to running back. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it real quickly. Um, as far as first team reps went. Um, so uh, here, here's the numbers. And they, these are not official. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, 40. Rashad Penny, 38. These are carries. Boston Scott, 28. DeAndre Swift, 20, because he's mainly in the passing game. Trey Sermon, 25. Um, first team carries. First team carries. Kenny Gainwell, 32. Boston Scott, 16. Swift, 11. Penny, 8. This is what I've been talking about. In practice, it's all been Kenny Gainwell. So I'm not sure that's as open-ended. The only context I would add to that is that the Eagles are so situationally focused. They're always practicing those high-leverage situations. That's why I keep saying he's going to be on the field in high-leverage situations. Now, when you kick the ball off and you're first and 10, um, they don't – practice that that from much. the 25 yard line they don't yeah. they don't work the full field yeah so maybe it changes in the regular season because i know everybody's obsessed with fantasy football and they want to know who's going to get the most carries i can't tell you who's going to get the most carries i can tell you who's going to get the most high leverage snaps and that's what i've been saying it's going to be kenny gainwell uh, unless they get jonathan <laughs> um so let's not open that a wormhole again. But uh, so I don't even know if that's open-ended. We know Cam Jurgens is an open-ended. The only open-ended one that I'm not completely sure about is safety. And I don't, I, I, I mean, if that's Nick's goal, 
bravo, Nick Sirianni, if you're watching the show. You've done a good job because I don't know who he's starting at safety. I do not know. I mean, it is a and, – and, and that's what I've kind of brought up. Uncertainty to me at this late stage, August 24th, is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And the Eagles seem awfully, awfully uncertain – at safety. And I know you mentioned our buddy Andrew DiCecco, um saying they want a covered safety. They do want a covered safety. He's right. And that's why Justin Evans is in the mix. But, you know, it, it day 13, why wasn't he in the mix before? That to me, it's because they're not happy or not completely happy with Terrell Edmonds and Kayvon Wallace and Sidney Brown. Right, but last year, um, and the only one who knows this for sure is Howie Roseman, they could have used CJGJ as a July 28th acquisition and had him all year in camp and be able to work him through the system during the entire year lead up. Well, the trade fit on the day that they made the trade, and maybe the price came down, and maybe Howie Roseman wasn't willing to pay that price until they got, maybe they felt the need to look at all the guys they had at safety before they go, oh, shoot, we're going to just have to pay the Saints asking price because we need this play. Things change. And that that that's something that you have to have patience with. And last year, Howie Roseman did, and he made himself a hell of a trade when he got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, will they do that again this year? That's what Andrew suggested when I had him on the other day. Uh, if there was one position where they would get aggressive and make a trade, we know how he and every other team in the National Football League are all going to be scouring the waiver wire as soon as four o'clock on Tuesday hits and hoping to find that diamond in the rough. That's everybody's business come next Tuesday. But if you want to be aggressive and get a guy who you think will not be on the waiver wire that you have to give up draft assets for, that's a different story. And he suggested, uh, Andrew did the other day when he was on with me, uh, that he think that's the position, that if Howie's going to do anything, if there's a trade in the offing, no, he did not go down the Jonathan Taylor route. He went down the coverage, say, very specific skill set because he thinks the Eagles like their other players enough and the other things they do at safety, but they might not have a good enough coverage guy. And what can of word that opens up is, which I think is very interesting. Um, you and I have talked about it some. I've asked a bunch of the guests that we've had on on uh, over the last couple of weeks about how Sean Desai is going to deploy his quote-unquote other linebacker other than the Kobe Dean and quote-unquote his other safety, uh, not named Reed Blankenship. Last year on the Eagles with Jonathan Gannon, it was Kaiser White and it was Marcus Epps. And that was it. And they played basically every single snap. They were healthy. They never came off the field. They were never replaced. Are they going to do that this year, John? Do you think they still want someone to, quote, unquote, win that job and then week one go out and play well and end the discussion and then that guy is going to play comparable snaps to what either because the white played at linebacker and or whatever Marcus have played at safety? Uh, yeah, they want one guy. Now, can they get one guy? Because I think people forget the first year with Jonathan Gannon. Uh, he didn't have the personnel he wanted, and things looked a little bit different uh, because obviously you can't 
you know, just run out Jannard Avery in Hassan Reddick's role and say, all right, we're going to play that defense. And you can't roll out Javon Hargrave as a nose tackle. Um, so it was a little bit different. But they want to get to the position where it's one guy, one guy. And I know everybody's holding out hope and they're desperate. And I know I'm saying I'm the bad guy. I'm saying they're not getting Jonathan Taylor. They're running freaking Vic Fangio's scheme and they want a coverage safety. That's why they want a coverage safety because that's what it, that's what you need to run that. Now, if they don't have it, you should be hoping they don't get a coverage safety because if they don't have it, then they got to tweak things a little bit and then they got to play some different things. And then they got to play more big nickel and things like that. where you have maybe three safeties on the field and try to do some different things. Uh, But their ultimate goal is to get a C.J. Gardner-Johnson type of player. And the closest thing they have to that on the roster right now is Justin Evans um, from a trade standpoint, not from, um, you know, a, play, a player standpoint, not comparing them as players, but they have similar traits. Um, that's what they want, and that's what they're shooting for. doesn't mean they can get there, Um and, and as I said, they will have to make tweaks if they don't have the players that they want to run the defense they want. Um, and that's just part of it and all that stuff. And real quick, it was the Chicago Bears. So that was the other team. One of the other Colts uh, did, beat reporters. Did Holder replace that or was that some? No, it was one of the other Colts beat guys, uh, Destin Adams, who covers the team on a okay. daily basis. So just, just so we've got this much of it covered, Evan May- Massey. Um, supposedly, as per Evan Massey, the Eagles are one of the most aggressive pursuers of Jonathan Taylor. Although two other teams have actually been named as to being pursuers of the uh, player we're talking about, the Bears and the Dolphins. So no one else has come up with your angle, Evan, that the Eagles are one of the most and I don't want to pick pursuers. on that guy. I don't want to pick. I don't. I don't know him from Adam. I, Neither I don't do I. But him. if you put it out there, you're going to be scrutinized. Well, Come yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't like the way people do that type of things. But the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins. Well, I don't are, have. I have zero problem doing that. The, the Dolphins. Do it they, they can do to you, you or me, John. If we say something, then we need to be held accountable. No, for but it. there's a difference, Jody. I get opinions wrong all the time, but there's certain things I report. And they're never wrong. And you know why they're never wrong? Because I don't report shit that I don't know. So I'm very comfortable. When I say Jalen Hurts is going to get drafted 10 minutes before he gets drafted, he's getting drafted because I know. When I say they're going to take Cam Jurgens in the second round, I know they're going to take him in the second round if he's there. It took eight years to, to, to clarify my Christian McCaffrey report. I'm exaggerating. Six years. I'm doing Nick Sirianni math. Six years, and now everybody goes, oh, Albert Breer said it. It's true. When I said they wanted to hire Adam Gase, and Adam Gase is insane, and he wanted all this power, it was true. When they were going to hire Ben McAdoo, it was true. When Doug Peterson wanted to hire Press Taylor as an offensive coordinator, it was true. Because I know these things. I'm not speculating. Now, when you, Jody, asked me, a question that's my opinion right i'll speculate sure. it's completely different and i get that kind of stuff wrong all the time and i'll so gladly I. admit to it 
I have no problem admitting to it. But when it comes to reporting stuff, I I don't do that. And 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 and, and that's why well, I'm then, very then why why do you have a problem with me and uh, questioning Evan Massey's cuz if someone reports something that we just accepted, because you do your homework, John McMullen, when he reports something, you can take it to the bank. It's a hundred percent. Do you know that about Evan Massey? Because I sure as hell no, don't. I don't know him from Adam. That's my point. Now he might know the agent. I don't know. He might know uh, Jonathan's agent, because that's where the majority of the stuff comes from. For people that want to look behind the curtain, Adam Schefter, as I said, he's not getting stuff from Howie Roseman. He's getting stuff from agents, Ian Rappaport, uh, Tom Pellicero, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's one certain guy I think Howie might speak to, but Howie's adamant that says he does not talk to anyone about Philadelphia Eagles business. For the most part, that's true. <clears throat> now, there's other avenues you can get in the building as well. Um, that may have overheard something, may have done this, may have done that. There's a lot of different ways you can get information. <clears throat> but in this instance, yes, Jody, if you're asking me, is is this a, a rock-solid source report? I would bet 100% it's not. Right. That I would say. That's why I got no problems pointing it out. And but that's my, it. that's my opinion. And I want to make that clear. That's, That's my, my opinion, opinion too. I, yeah. I I have had no one report to me this is bullshit. What Evan Massey said. And I know this is just my opinion. This is doing Birds three sixty five with John McMahon every day for uh, two two in years two years and change, and watching the Eagles on an everyday basis and tracking what they do, how they do it, how they evaluate talent, what they put a premium on. This is my subjective opinion on whether the Eagles will or won't have interest in Jonathan Taylor. The yeah. answer is no. No one by the way, another, uh, by the way, another one this week, Jalen Hurts going out to work with House and Adam. Uh, I, I reported that the week after it happened. Now it's truth. Now everybody knows because Greg Bishop got it from uh, Nicole Lynn. Um, I didn't just say it to say it. Um, Did anybody really question you on that? Why would anybody question that you were re correctly reporting that he was going out to California to work out? I, I know I sure as hell believed every word you said. I was uh, I'd be I'm, surprised I'm anybody saying, questioned you. I'm not saying anybody questioned it, but they were like, "Well, he didn't confirm it because I asked Jalen, and he he wouldn't confirm it. Jalen doesn't confirm anything. Um, he wouldn't confirm it when I asked him this week after Bishop reported. I asked him again." Because I didn't know the Ted Rath part. Ted Rath, who's the one of the Eagles strength coach, is the one who sort of introduced the two um, and set it up, uh, which I did not know, which I have no problem admitting. Um, but anyway, it, it, you know, there's certain things that are 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 true, and you can lock down, and there's certain things that. You know, people are obviously speculating. And when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles, it's a little bit worse because Howie calls about everybody. Like I said, there's no doubt in my mind 
he's going to call about Trey Lance or has already called about Trey Lance. And there's also no doubt in my mind he's got no interest in him. Zero. But he's just keeping in his sort of pulse on the beat of the of the market and what other people are doing. Um, it's why he's as good as he is. Um, so you can always throw that out there with any player. And we have this, we go through this every time, whether it's Buda Baker or, you know, when there's an inkling of a of, of star player being available, it, it becomes, and it's a joke around the Novacare come. It's like, oh, there's five team interested, uh, Chicago, Miami, and the last team is always dot, dot, and dot, the Eagles. Fill it up, the Eagles. <laughs> dot, 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 and the Eagles. I mean, and, and most of it is, you know, there's not most of it. There's not much to that. I think Howie Roseman should wear that as a badge of honor, dot, 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 and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, we should. Because... I mean, more people should be as, um, you know, other GMs. I, I always say the NFL, you, you've heard that cliche a million times, Jody. The NFL is a copycat league. Um, and it is, That's but a lot right. of these organizations, right. it's a cliche because there's a lot of, uh, accuracy behind it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of these organizations don't copy the right things that they should be copying. They're copying the wrong things. And there's a lot of them, um, GM specifically that don't do the way, don't do the job the way Howie does. Like for instance, if, if you don't need a running back right now, those teams aren't calling about Jonathan Taylor to do their, just to keep their pulse on the market. They're not going to do it. He'll do it. Like, no, there could be a, a great defensive lineman. They're so deep on the defensive line. They don't want a defensive lineman right now, but he'll call just to see what's going on, just right. to try to get a feel for it. Um, yeah. And people don't copy the right things. Uh, I tried to get Scott Grayson. I haven't. I hope he's okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take a time out here. You can try uh, Scott again. See if we can rustle it, wrestle him up, um, and get a, get him on. Uh, I do want to follow up with you on Trey Lance, though. You said Howie Rose we're going to call, which I get it. If anyone's listening, I hope they picked up the point you're trying to make. Howie calls on everybody. Not going to be an eagle, <laughs> but he rightfully calls on everybody. But I do want to ask you about uh, Trey Lance and the fact that he's going to be the 49ers third string quarterback going into the season. Yikes. Uh, he's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. We are Mac and Mac. I'm Birds. It's a game day. Game day. Kratz is going to join us in about a half an hour from now. Huge contest tonight that we know is going to be streamed on Amazon. We believe it's going to be on Fox 29. We know John McMahon and Ed Kratz will be in the booth up at the uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, we are uh, coming back to talk more birds here on Birds 365.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season and let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. I'm Birds 365. You got Mac and Mac, McMullen, McDonald hanging with you. Game day Kratz should be jumping in about 25 minutes from now as the Eagles are going to play a game today against the Colts at Lincoln Financial Field, their third and final preseason game, which, by the way, 0-2, Johnny Mac, uh, is... is 0-3, baby, coming down the pipe. Is Ian Book going to make enough plays tonight to let the Eagles avoid being winless in preseason? Um, I would ask you, does it matter? I don't, I don't think it matters, but uh, remember their last preseason game last year? Um, was that the Dolphins just yes. so cold crushing them? Uh, and that was, that was a bad couple of days because they beat the snot out of them in the uh, joint practice too. Yeah. Well, and then they got sick and they canceled the second joint practice. But the point is because they canceled the second practice, they played their, a lot of their key players not obviously not all but uh and the eagles didn't play anybody and they got boat raced and the eagles were the best team in the nfl for most of the season so uh my point is even if they go 0-3 and and they might go 0-3 it's a big who cares yeah Uh, you know um yeah and the Colts are going to be playing more of their key people than the Eagles. Because right, they're so. planning on playing their quarterback, which means they're planning on playing other offensive starters. Yeah. So 
yeah, uh, the Eagles may well be 0-3, but you're right. It means next to nothing, if not nothing. Um, before we went to break, you brought up uh, Trey Lance that uh, if, if it gets known in NFL circles that he's not happy and that uh, the 49ers who yesterday decided we're going to use Sam Darnold as their number two quarterback and had to tell Trey Lance, guess what? Good job this spring. You're number three. That that could have negative repercussions in, in their locker room. Um, so they may make him available. And you said, oh, Harry Roseman will call. They're not going to go get Trey Lance. But just to find out what the value of Trey Lance is on the open market, shoot the 49ers, I say, are the Eagles' number one competition in the NFC. So you'd like to know what they're doing. It would be just doing his due diligence, Harry Roseman always does. That's from an Eagle perspective, from a 49er perspective. And this is one where I don't always sing how he's praised. I think he's a a very good general manager. You were out in front and calling him one of the top general managers in football when others were killing him here in town. Um, But this is one that he has improved on. But I always thought it was more of a weakness and a strength for Howie Roseman. When you make an evaluation of the player, you invest in a player, either via contract and or draft positioning. Uh, I get it. There's a commitment to that guy. But then you get to see the player play and you get to evaluate him. And you need to let, this is just my opinion as a armchair general manager here on Birds 365, you need to at some point lessen your tie to the player because of the cost that you laid out to acquire the player and just evaluate what you've seen on the field. And there are some teams, and Harry Roseman has been guilty of this, that just can't do that. That they 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 continue to look at the player as if he was where they drafted him or was what they paid him or was what they gave up in trade to get to a position to draft him. At some point, you got to let that go. And I think Howie, during his tenure as general manager of the Eagles, has been guilty of that sticking too much to how much it cost him to get the person and looking past what he's actually shown on the field. So I ask you about the 49ers and Trey Lance. At this point, I don't think it's unfair to say they blatantly overpaid to get to the position where they did to draft Trey Lance. That's being kind. Yeah. Um, what are they going to do? Do they, did they try and keep them around as their third quarterback is he going to be okay with that is that going to be an issue in the locker room sam Darnold, who has been a little bit of a failure himself maybe not as big a failure as trey lance a little bit he was the third pick overall pick Mm -hmm. and he washed out with the jets and he went one year in carolina and they couldn't get up to number one to take a quarterback not named sam Darnold fast enough so it isn't like sam Darnold is a wash in nfl success and they chose him over Trey Lance. That kind of puts Trey Lance in a, a perspective. What are the 49ers going to do with him? I think they're going to try to trade him. I don't know if anybody uh, wants him at this point. You know, it's a bad idea. It's bad when a GM's got to buy high and sell low. That's exactly what's going on with John Lynch. A lot of it's tied to... You know, you're right about what you say, and ironically, it's easier for uh, Howie Roseman than most GMs. Um, where where I disagree with your sentiment is most GMs can't afford to admit mistakes because they're out the door. Yeah. 
Um, and that's part of the problem. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. They got, especially high profile picks, they got to get them right. Now what helps John Lynch, and I don't know, nobody's as entrenched as Howie. So Howie's got more rope than anybody else. Um, and he has, um, and we saw it already, you know, he, he can afford to make mistakes. Um, other guys can't afford to make the same mistakes. Um, with John Lynch, he's probably in between. Not probably. He's definitely in between. He's not one of the GMs that's GMing for his job. But he's he's also, now he's tied to Brock Purdy. It's very similar. It's a higher profile um, Jordan Mylotta, Andre Dillard situation. Um, like how he got killed for Andre Dillard, but he didn't get as killed as he would have gotten killed if if Jordan Mailata didn't turn into Jordan Mailata. Right. But he's like, well, the Eagles got one of the best left tackles in football. Who cares, essentially? Um, if Brock Purdy continues to play like he did for a half season last year, people will ultimately say, well, who cares? They found their quarterback anyway. But if he goes in a negative direction, then all of a sudden um, it's going to get – it's going to blow up because he – that was a strange pick at the time. And to give up what he gave up for a guy who played at a lower level and barely played, I mean, it was a complete projection. And you remember when they first made that trade, Jody, the thought around the league was they were going up to get Mac Jones, uh, not Trey Lance. And even then they were saying, really, you're going to take Mac Jones that high? But part of the problem, I think, with John Lynch is – the head coach who, you know, I've a, I'd like as a play caller, have a lot of respect for. I don't think he's a great game manager, but I also say all the time that dude's a pain in the ass with quarterbacks because he falls in and out of love. He's the new John Gruden. I love this guy. I love Mac Jones. I love Trey Lance. I love Brock Purdy. And he's the guy looking down the bar the same time he's saying, I love this guy. I love this girl. And I'm looking at the other girl. That's Kyle Shanahan with quarterbacks. Um, so he's dealing with that as well. You know, how does he handle that politically in the San Francisco front office? Man, he gave up. He gave up everything for Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And look at that draft, Jody. Look at the players they could have had uh, with Trey Lance. Uh, look at who went right after Trey Lance. I mean, it was a deep draft. Um, it, there's no other way to frame it that it was a disastrous pick. Um, and it's on John Lynch's record. Now, if Purdy's good, it's not going to matter nearly as much. But if he's not, he's in trouble. He's in deep, deep mm. trouble. The one thing you and I see differently with the way you laid it out um, as far as uh, evaluating general managers and them hanging on to their jobs and like, you're right. If, if you're not entrenched the way that Howard Roseman is, you got to be more nervous about it, but hanging on to a guy because you don't want to acknowledge. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
Democrats. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That you made a mistake can only dig you into a deeper hole. If you can get out and get something for him, that can be better than, oh, I can't trade him because then that would be me acknowledging I made a mistake. Yeah, it would. But holding on to a guy and getting nothing about him is just as acknowledging as you made a mistake. That's why I'm saying someday you just got to pull the ripcord, pull the Band-Aid off, admit it, get on the record. We need to move on. I think that can be just as much of an answer as, oh, can't do it yet, can't do it. Maybe he'll turn around. Maybe we'll get rid of or, or as the longer you hold on to a player and not move him and move on, that can be just as damning as stepping up and admitting that you made a mistake. Now, uh, you're right. Lynch is one of those middle-of-the-road guys. He's not as entrenched as Howie. I would say he's closer to being Howie-like than – a general manager who's hanging by a thread in his position. So I think he's got the ability to do just that. What do you think best case scenario? And you have to look at it in the moment. It is what it is. If we're talking about reality, not fantasy here. What do you think Trey Lance's value is on the open market? Um, real quick, got to do some show business on the air. Scott uh, uh, completely forgot. He apologized. So I booked him for A20 tomorrow. So we're going to get... Uh, Scott Grayson tomorrow, Chris Franklin as well. But uh, yeah, okay, I forgot. So, um, what they can get for him, boy, I, I mean, I wouldn't offer more than a conditional sixth at this point. Um, you got that, and that's why. In. How do you, how I do know you, you were doing behind the scenes work? Did you actually get to a point where you looked up what they gave up to get him? Because, oh my, oh my god, that yeah, Lord. three first round, yeah. Um, compared I, to I don't have a, a conditional six. Well, that's why and you're so probably difficult. right, Johnny Mac. You might have a better grasp on this than I do. How the mighty of full, how quickly you can go from giving up what they had to give up. And that's to why, go get that's them. why, see, I agree. We don't disagree. I agree. If you think you made a mistake, it's best to admit it as quickly as possible, move yes. on and turn the page. But that's what makes it even harder. Because again, if you just trade them, 
and get the conditional six. A lot of people speculate Minnesota because he's from Minnesota. They need a, a long-term option. They might want to throw a dart because Kirk Cousins probably not going to be there next year. Um, if you do that, what that's immediately brought up. Look what you gave up, and you got a conditional six. That's exactly in the price. That's what GMs have to deal with, and that's why it's difficult. It's it's easy to say you got to move on, but it's not, and and that's why they get stuck on the back end of rosters because they're not willing to um, say, I don't want to see that headline. I gave up three first round picks, and I'm I'm getting a conditional sixth, even if it's a five. Um, it's bad. It's a bad look for a GM. Um, so you, do you, if you're the 49ers, do you play it all the way through and let them walk away and get a, a conditional draft pick, uh, a compensatory draft pick, the way the Eagles are going to be bringing in a bunch of compensatory draft picks because they let a bunch of guys walk out the door? Uh, is that the way you handle it if you're San Francisco? Really? If Purdy's Purdy. And I think he's going to be, and he's going to be your starter. And he stays certainly more healthy than Jimmy G did. Uh, that wouldn't be too hard to do. Um, do you just keep him on the back end of your roster? Uh, you think he's going to get a contract from anybody else? Isn't no, certainly back- not if he doesn't play. You might keep him on the back end of the roster for, you know. Emergency, Purdy, in case Purdy, of emergency yeah, break glass. If Purdy falls apart, if, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. And then you get one more chance down the road. Um, and then maybe the whole thing is recommended. Similar to the Jets. I mean, it's the same draft, right? The same situation. Your draft. Like, nobody cares about Zach Wilson now because they got Aaron Rodgers, right? But if they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, Joe Douglas would be out of a job, basically. Um, you know, because it, it, it went, that was the Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance year. So one, yep. two, three. Uh, then it was Pitts, Chase, Waddle, Panay Sewell's a, a good player, J.C. Horn's a good player, Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, uh, Micah Parsons. That's what went Rashawn Slater, if you want to go down to uh, 13, who's made the Pro Bowl as well. Um, That's a hell of a draft right there. Yeah. Uh, other than the two quarterbacks. A lot of talented players. Other than uh, number Not two named and Zach number Wilson three. or Trey yeah. So, I mean – yeah, that's bad. But both teams have gotten, in, in the case of the Jets, I mean, they got an all-time great quarterback. Um, with the 49ers, the jury's still out. But um, if, if Brock Purdy plays like he played last season, John Lynch is going to be fine. If he doesn't, he's got issues. That's just the way it works. He's got he, He's going to have significant issues. If he doesn't work out, if Brock Purdy doesn't work out. All right. So then let's go full circle on this. Um, and this is, again, I don't like to go to zero, a zero percent. I'm going to zero with Jonathan Taylor, but I always like to go to 0.001. Is there a 0.001% chance that if the asking price you threw out there, a conditional sixth were the uh, asking price, would Howie Roseman have interest in acquiring Trey Lance? No, 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 no. Do you believe, do you believe that Trey Lance is better than Tanner McKee? I don't know. 
I don't I don't know anything about Trey Lance. Do you believe Trey Lance is better than Marcus Mariota? I no, no, come on. No. I, I mean I know people hate Marcus Mariota. First of all, what they have to understand is the Eagles are a Super Bowl contender. They don't want an unproven guy who's never played before, even at the college level, basically. He's barely played being the backup quarterback uh, in, in a potential Super Bowl run. They want a veteran guy who's done it and they at least know is not going to be um, awed by the stage of a game. Um, they want a veteran presence at that particular position when they're in the position they are. Now, if they were in the three-win team, I, I'd, I'd have a totally different take on it. Uh, but they're a Super Bowl contender. Um and now they've seen Tanner McKee and they've liked Tanner McKee and they, 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 you know, <laughs> I, it, it, Trey Lance hasn't played. He was a complete. Now, does he have more athletic gifts than Tanner McKee? Of course. Is he, is he better physically than Marcus Mariota at his age? Of course. Um, but it's all projection. Rarely do you see a complete projection that high in it. Anthony Richardson is like, you know, Reed Blankenship, a five-year starter compared to to Trey Lance, uh, and he's a huge projection. Um, no, the Eagles would have no interest, none. Yeah, I'm I'm going to leave that one one hundredth of one hundred percent because let us not forget the quarterback factory. That, thank you very much once again, McMullen, finishing my sentence for me. Yeah, they are the quarterback factory. They're not the running back factory for you who believe that Jonathan Taylor still has a chance of landing. Well, here here's why. Here's why I say none because it, I, I gave you the 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 Vikings because he's a Minnesota kid. And they were talking about acquiring him at, at, at the combine. Um, and it, almost a deal was made there. Um, how we will, how we would take somebody like that as a practice squad quarterback and stick him on the practice squad um, for, you know, maybe a conditional six, maybe a conditional seventh, um, you know, Quesi Adopa Mensa, the Vikings, he, he's already proven he overpays in every stinking trade and every draft. He's going to give up more. Um, so there's two angles to it. There's not much interest from a football standpoint because where the Eagles are as a contender and how he's only going to do it in Walmart clearance aisle style. And he's going to be against general managers who will be willing to offer more because they're not to be blatant, they're not as savvy as Howie Roseman. So that's why I go down to not having it. Right. Uh, that's why I appreciated the fact, just for conversational purposes, you made it a conditional six. Because if it was a seventh, then it's a zero. Because the Eagles' seventh isn't going to be as good as somebody else's seventh. Because the Eagles are going to finish with one of the best records in the league. So if you're the uh, 49ers, you need to get better from the Eagles than you do the Vikings, which means how you would have to go to a sixth to be able to get something like that done. That's why uh, I set the bar. I was glad that you set the bar there. You're telling me if somebody else needs to, they'll go to a sixth yeah. to get the job done like yeah. a Minnesota where it makes more sense in Philadelphia. You're, you're probably right. That's probably the way that it shakes out or they can just continue to wait. And remember, 
Brock Purdy hasn't played in a regular season game yet. I, I don't think this is happening uh, over the next couple of days before the trade deadline. I think he's going to be on the 49ers roster at the beginning of the season. Um, but then if they get into the season and Purdy's playing well and somebody wants to come knocking at Kyle Shanahan's door, I would not be surprised uh, if they move, made the move somewhere down the line. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. Uh, Scott Grayson's going to join us tomorrow. He kind of forgot that he was supposed to be out with us today. Yeah. So get Scotty up there tomorrow. We're going to let him promote the snot over all I over know. the fact that it's Fox a bad job. I hope I, is doing I, a game. I hope I didn't get him in trouble with the Fox overlords because uh, he didn't come on to promote the uh, big broadcast. Kind of. Hey, well, that that's sorry, Scott. That's on you, big guy. Two days in a row, we've been uh, slighted by guests. BLG yeah. was sick yesterday. It's, it's a rough Grayson week, man. Slept in gotta, on it. It's a rough week. The people got to listen to me and you. It's rough. yeah, over and over and over again. Uh, but we will rectify that because we've got special Ed Kratz joining us. Game day, Kratz. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for covering my backside there. Cross your fingers. Get ready. Stay tuned. Don't stream out on us. We're laying the groundwork. We're hopeful that Ed Kratz joins us next here on Birds 365. Passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. 
Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Yeah, Mac and Mac here on Birds 365, and we are not ready to start the badmouth Ed Kratz just yet because it's before the time that we told them to stream on in with us. Uh, I went to break about a minute early, so uh, we are crossing our fingers that Eddie Kratz is going to join us any minute now. They're on Birds 365, and he'll be down there with John McMullen at the Lincoln Financial Field tonight for the Eagles and the Colts. Colts are going to be running their starters out there, certainly more so than the Eagles. Uh, you were there for the joint practice the other day. Um, I watched Anthony Richardson play last year at Florida, saw him make some tremendous physically gifted type plays, watch him throw a bunch of interceptions, seriously questioned his accuracy. But much like with Jalen Hurts, one can improve one's accuracy if they get the proper tutelage and put the time and the effort and the work in. And we watched it with our own two eyes here in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. You like what you saw out of Richardson the other day in the joint practice, Johnny Mac? Um, well, he's he's impressive physically. Yeah, I mean, oof, he's big and uh, he can run. Um, I think it was. I think he ran a four four three at two forty five. So he might be the most physically gifted quarterback ever from a you know physical trait standpoint. But yeah, he's a working progress to say the least i a lot like justin fields who but i think where he has the advantage fields was justin, fields was a much more accomplished college quarterback than anthony Richardson. no but i mean physically justin's such a great athlete um uh, but i think he goes into a better spot because of shane and you know that's what i when i when i had trapped a young quarterback at the top of the draft I'm sorry. I, I I feel bad for defensive coaches, but I I, I got to maximize those guys at all costs. If you're in, in top five, especially, um, you know, Justin was a little bit lower, so I guess you can debate it more. But you got you got to have your whole organization going in one direction to make sure you maximize the abilities of that quarterback. We just talked about Wilson and and Trey Lance. Um, and, and, and the Colts, I think at least have gone about it the right way to put Shane Steichen around them and, and do about it that way. Um, so we'll see, but he's very raw. He's very, and it's pretty evident. So would you suggest that the Houston Texans are also fated for failure because they got a defense? Yeah, I wouldn't do it that way. I wouldn't do it that way. I would, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. It does not make sense to me. Um, I, you know, but I guess there's other way to do things. But I want, we've already been through and we got Ed Kratz. We can bump up Ed and get him in the conversation. We've already been this, been through this with Carson Wentz and the early success of Carson Wentz. You know, the Eagles had this court, they called it the quarterback incubator at the time. They had Peterson and Frank Wright and John DiFilippo and even Press Taylor. Um, it, it, and now they've done it 
with Jalen Hurts, a different quarterback, and surrounded him with all these quarterback minds, whether it's Sirianni and Steichen and Brian Johnson, and and now it's Kevin Petullo and Alex Tanney. Kevin's always had a big role. Um, Alex Tanney, obviously, former NFL quarterback. They got these guys surrounded with so many good coaches to, to, to elevate quarterbacks. Maybe I'm biased because I've seen it happen twice with the Eagles, and obviously Carson fell off. But um, that's the way you should do it. I, 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 I that Ed, did you hear any of that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Quarterbacks uh, helping quarterbacks along. I said I don't, I don't agree. I wouldn't hire a defensive head coach if I had to elevate a young quarterback. That's not the way I'd go about it. My nuts? Not at all. I, I mean, uh, look at Robert Sala and with the Jets. I mean, Zach Wilson, he couldn't develop him or whoever his underlings were. I had to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, yeah, I think an offensive mind helps. I heard you say with Anthony Richardson having Shane Steik in there and Jim Bob Cooter, uh, you know, he's got yeah, some. forgot about Jim Bob. Yeah, yeah the offensive coordinator i mean he's got some guys there obviously Steichen did a terrific job with Jalen hurts Jalen hurts um hurt, there was a lot of people involved with hurts but yeah yeah Steichen Steichen likes what he has in richardson you know i talked to him off the record he's always good off the record <laughs> uh caught up with him on tuesday and you know he had a lot of a lot of impressive things to say about anthony richardson so uh, there's going to be growing pains, and even he admitted that. There will be some times where you'll wonder, like, what the heck's he doing? But he's got a lot of tools, and he's got the right guys in place. Now, if you brought a defensive coach in, could Gus Bradley, their defensive coordinator in Indianapolis, would he be able to develop someone like Anthony Richardson? Probably not as well, but, it, again, it depends who you bring in to be your quarterback coach and your offensive coordinator and your passing game consultant. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, cooks in the kitchen here when it comes to talk about developing a young quarterback so did you get a chance to talk off the record with uh Gardner Minshew and see if he's taken his diuretic since he can <laughs> start thinking about number twos again because he's going to be number two in uh, Indianapolis I'm just wondering about the Poor physical Gardner. I did see Gardner by the way yeah. good, good guy Gardner yeah, yeah did not talk there, to him. But good guy yeah but here, here's an interesting interesting story about Gardner is when, when we were sitting in the media tent talking to uh, Nick Sirianni, Minshew took the field with a couple of former teammates with the Eagles. Uh, he came out with them, and then I looked and I followed him, and it looked like he was going to start running with the, his former teammates onto the Eagles' side of the practice field. And then he suddenly made a sharp left, like an ACL-type sharp cut where you could tear that ligament. Nice. I mean, that's how sharp it was. I mean, it was almost like he forgot that he was with the Colts and he was, he was caught up in the moment and he was ready to take the field. Of his <laughs> he, he made the sharp left. I just, I watched him do all that as I'm trying to listen to Sirianni, but uh, he's an interesting cat, Gardner Minshew. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, he yes, is. He is. He, he, I, a, I didn't see the camper in the parking lot. So I assume we took the <laughs> flight with, uh, with the Colts, but yeah. uh, well, since we went down, we haven't talked about Gardner that much. Um, Better backup quarterback, Ed Kratz, Gardner Minshew or Marcus Mariota? <laughs> um, well, I probably Gardner Minshew at this point. I mean, 
Mariota has Mariota's been just too inconsistent. I mean, he looks good some days in practice when we well, saw him. He can still run, but ooh, I don't he, like he the can accuracy. Still run, yeah, but his accuracy is not there. Uh, his comfortability comfortability is not there. But listen, the Eagles went what zero and two with Minshew yeah. filling yeah. in last year. I mean, you know, Mariota can do that. Uh, well, he can do that. <laughs> but but to be fair, and I I say like he played really poorly against the Saints. Yeah. No no excuses there but he played well enough to win against the cowboys so other people got to elevate at that point that's what you're hoping for from your backup to play well enough so you can make a play or two and maybe win a game he did that in one of those two games but the eagles had a bad defensive game in dallas uh, at against the cowboys um you know, can Marcus do that? I don't. I don't. I think I, he can. I, I, I think he can. I think you know, if you're looking at two games, you would think he's going to play half decently in one. And like you said, other people have to elevate. Quez Watkins did not elevate. He stands no, out. He did two. not. Yeah. Minshew came in. Um, so yeah, you have to have your 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 people around you to be able to make plays above and beyond um, to help your backup quarterback out. I, I think Mariota's. You know, I think he'll be fine. You hope this will be the season. Hurts plays all 17. You hope, yeah. Um, hasn't happened yet for him. Um, mm-hmm. But if you need Mariota in a small sample, you know, a couple games, two games maybe, I, I think he can win you one of those games, maybe both. Um, I'm not as down maybe on him as some others, uh, you know, McKee's doing it with second and third team guys, so it's a little bit different. Um I'd like to see them start McKee tonight against the Colts. You know, again, he'll be going against second and third team guys, but at least he'll know what it's like to start a football game. Um, I don't think that'll happen. I think Mariota will still see some series, but I, I'm fine with Mariota as the backup. I'm not let's go get Nick Foles crazy or let's bring Carson Wentz back. Let's get Trey Lance. Let's yeah, get Trey, Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance now. Everybody that becomes available is always linked yeah. to the Eagles. Yeah, well, we got to get to – JT because he was there, but uh, before, right, before, let me, before we get to yeah. JT, uh, because thank you for leading in, I want to ask Eddie a writing back question. Um, I asked John earlier about how they're going to handle who the other safety is. Is it going to be a rotational position? Last year, it surely wasn't. How about the other starting linebacker? Of course, from the could it be rotational? Last year, it wasn't, it was Kazir White for almost every single snap. So John suggested that they'd like to do it the same as they did it last year, that it's Fangio defense. They would prefer to have just one guy, but until that guy establishes that he's the guy, it might not happen. Let me go over to the offense running back last year. You had a running back that had, I think I did the math. If memory serves me about 78 or 79% of the carries, the, the running back, not, not quarterback run. But running back carries, Miles Sanders had almost 80% of the Eagles' carries at running back. John keeps telling me that in the high-leverage situations, it's Kenny Gainwell. They've got him out there on the field, but they don't do from 20 to 20 type work at practice. But last year when they did that, it was Miles Sanders to the tune of almost 80%. If the only given that we know right now is Kenny Gainwell high-leverage, is there a chance that Kenny Gainwell steps into Miles Sanders' role and is taking 75% of the running back carries this year at Kratz? 
Well, I think he's going to be given the opportunity to prove he can be a lead back. Yeah, but uh, there could be a short leash if he's not getting it done in the first couple games. You know, they have a pretty deep backfield. Um, You know, they they knew what they had in Miles Sanders. And it was a weird dynamic. I remember Kenny Gainwell had, I think, his rookie year. I think he had five or six rushing touchdowns his rookie season. And then last year they went to Miles Sanders in that situation after he struggled uh, the year before when Gainwell was scoring those touchdowns. And Sanders responded with, what, 11 touchdowns, I think, rushing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, He had a great year, Miles. He he had a terrific year. I don't don't think Kenny Gainwell can be that back, to be honest. I I mean, maybe they use him to start out in high leverage situations and, and, you know, maybe they use somebody else from between the 20s. John and I talked about this. Maybe there's another back they put in there. They mix in uh, with that, like at DeAndre Swift. I just don't know how you can keep DeAndre Swift, you know, parked on the bench. Uh, for long periods of time. I think it's I think it's going to be more of a mix and match backfield. Maybe Gainwell does get more opportunities down by the goal line. Um, I like, you know, Rashad Penny's been a tough guy to figure out, uh, you know. Yeah. He, but to me, he would be kind of a good goal line guy. I think he's good in short yardage situations. Uh, he's got but the I size. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they feel about him, though. I'm even wondering if, if maybe they cut him and Trey Sermon and just go with three running backs. I you know, I'm trying to piece together this roster. and Well, here it is. Uh, I'll get Elliot, you know, Elliot does stats at training camp, which are meaningless, except for who's getting the work. So he, he compiled the, the first team carries for the running backs it, throughout the entire camp, Ed. And here, here's what it is. Gainwell, 32. Scott, 16. Swift 11, Penny 8, Sermon 5. That's pretty glaring. I knew it was, I knew Kenny was always out there in big situations. I've been talking about it on the show for weeks. Jody knows that, but I didn't think it was that dramatic, to be honest. It's dramatic. And yeah, but let me, let me, let me jump in here. Did they tackle to the ground afterwards? No. Then what are you really learning? I well, understand who's getting them. You want to read between them. You're not really evaluating. You're not practicing running but, play. No, it's not evaluation. He might go into the regular season and 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 crap the bed, but you're not not practicing who you're going to use. In other words, you know, if they thought Rashad Penny was going to be the lead back, he's not getting eight first team reps. Uh, carries he's he's getting them all with with the second team he got 23 he leaded the second he led the second team carries in other words i'm not saying it's a definite it's it doesn't correlate to success but it correlates to what the eagles are planning mindset i hear you and and penny got a lot of he got a lot of reps against the the Ravens, I think, right? Didn't he carry the ball like nine times? Yeah. yeah he's getting a lot of work in the preseason he'll probably get more work tonight against the Colts. I just don't know how they feel about him. And it's interesting, those stats, you know, I guess they're as accurate as they can be, um, you know, during training camp. It's hard to keep an eye on everything. Uh, Especially in the well, joint practices. Yeah, it's hard they, to they, see. Those are very unofficial. but uh, Yeah, they're pretty raw. But, it, listen, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious. They went to Gainwell quite a bit in camp. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be the guy. And, and you know <laughs> – 
Unless you bring in Jonathan Taylor, and then then what happens? Ding, 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 ding. Thank you for going there, Red Kratz. Uh, it's all irrelevant because Jonathan Taylor is going to be an eagle in the hmm. next 24, 48, 72, <laughs> uh, week and a half, four weeks, nine months, two years. some point, he's going to become an eagle. When is it happening, Ed Kratz? Well, the, didn't the Colts put a deadline on trading him as Tuesday? That's yeah. when they want to trade him. Now, now by the way, know. I don't even think the Colts want to trade him. No, on top I, of if, it, I didn't even. I mean, they're asking for a first round pick. Yeah. They know they're not going to get that. If they wanted to trade, you know, Jonathan Taylor, they would ask for a second pick or a second round pick or maybe a third round pick. They're not going to get a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. Just no way. Not I mean, the guy was you. a second round pick. They took Jonathan Taylor. The Colts did. 12 or 13 places before Jalen Hurts went off the board in that, in that draft. Um, you know, and now the Colts finally have their quarterback. I mean, they needed a quarterback back then. They started five different quarterbacks in five years, and they took a running back. They're not going to get a first-round pick for him. They'll, they'll ask for that, and maybe that's why, because they don't want to deal him. Now, maybe at the trade deadline, when the Colts are sitting here with four you know four wins or whatever it's going to be, a pretty low total, then maybe they, they try to trade him and get what they can get. Um, if he's still, you know, I don't even know if he'll be playing if he stays in Indianapolis. Yeah, by the way, when's the trade deadline? Anybody know off the top of their it's head? I don't. Halloweenish. Yeah, it's like November first. Like, generally speaking, eight yeah. eight weeks in, somewhere thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. If that's the number, Colts are one and seven. They're not going to be four wins. Four wins, they'd be four and four. That'd actually be pretty yeah. good. I'd I know. Shame you're up right. For coach of the yeah. year honors, if he's got right. the Colts at four and four after eight weeks. Oh no, they're going to be one and. No, seven no, I, I overvalued it. I forgot. Yeah, yeah the trade deadlines like. You, well, know, you just should have said in route to four wins if they're going to be a four. Overall, wins, yes, that's there you likely. go. That's yeah. what I should have said. But yeah. uh yeah, that you're right. The Colts are going to have a low win total, and yeah. they, maybe they trade them then because they'll try to get something for him. Right, he's a. I think he's a free agent after this year. Does he have? I think he has one more year left. Yeah, they didn't yeah, pick up his one more option. One more year. Um, yeah. So you know, listen, the Eagles are always, you know, in the in the conversation when a big player's out there, right? I mean, how he's always out there, stoking the fire, making it known he's talking. Well, to that's people. why it's easy to say they were there. It's easy to say how he inquired because he certainly did. He always sure. does. I think every general manager should be inquiring. Exactly. Yeah, if you're um, doing your job. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I, I just don't see the valuation for the Eagles. They don't value the running back as high as most teams do, as some teams do, I should say. The whole position itself is so undervalued. Uh, you know, Taylor certainly is a top five back in this league. Um, but I think the Eagles are set when, you, you know, it's tough to bring an offensive player in at this stage of the game, I think, because of the playbook situation. And uh, maybe it's easier on the defensive side of the ball to bring a guy in late. Um, you had success with CJ. Maybe that emboldens them. Uh, defensive side, though, again, you're talking yeah. about an offensive playbook that's thick, hard to get through. Maybe Taylor has some familiarity with it, um, you know, from I guess him and uh, Sirianni may have been together. Uh, or maybe not. No, uh, the, the, the similarity would be the fact that Steichen's head coach, and he may have things that yeah. are similar to what the Eagles. Well, there's all these things, you know, people speculate because Nick was there with Taylor and Shane knows the Eagles running back. So I saw Kenny Gainwell in a second. Everybody speculates as if Nick Sirianni has any power personnel here or, or Shane Steichen has any power to, um, handle Chris Ballard there, uh, which is not the case. Um, 
so I'll throw this way. So I'll try to make the Eagles fans happy. He's from Salem, New Jersey. Let's say he, he wants to play for the Philadelphia Eagles to go after a Super Bowl. He's willing to play out his rookie deal. He doesn't want to be top of the market. He doesn't want Christian McCaffrey money. He's just here to chase a ring. Does that change anything, Ed Kratz? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I probably, you know, if he's telling Howie that behind closed doors, then yeah, maybe that 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 changes things. But I don't see it. I, no, I think no. Taylor wants his money. I don't think he cares where he plays. It was the same with Swift. I mean, he's a hometown kid. Why don't just bring back all the hometown oh, guys? Well, yeah. John Reddick, yeah. you know, bring them all back. Pay him a discount. Zaire price. Franklin, bring Zaire back after. Oh, uh, he'd be the best linebacker on this team. Are you kidding? Oh, by far. Yeah. Yeah. And and oh, by the way. He and Kelsey would hug it out. I don't think there's any Oh, they like each other. Even though they kind of went verbally at each other the other day. Yeah. They'd hug it out in a minute, and they'd be perfectly fine. I right, Here's how John's scenario, love you trying, John, uh, could actually <laughs> happen. The only way that happens if, is if, and I'm sure Jonathan Taylor's agent has been doing his due diligence that he got permission to seek a trade. That means he's probably called and been in contact with someone from every organization, hopefully all the general managers. If they're 0 for 31 with the other teams, that the other 31 teams told them, yeah, no, we just want Jonathan for one year. We're not uh, offering any kind of contract extension. Uh, sorry, but uh, not happening. If that's the case, then where would he want to land knowing that you're just playing this year singing for your supper? Sure, Philadelphia Eagles, come home. Legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Of course, they're at the top of the list. But if there's anyone else out there who's saying, yeah, we go four and 50 million and guaranteed 35. Oh, that's where he's going to land. If he's actually, if the Colts are giving him that kind of latitude to tell them, dictate to them who he's going to be traded to, he's going to go where the money is. He's going to go for himself. And I don't know if his agent feels this way at all or not. Uh, some people expect guys to do things for the good of others. He needs to try and raise the value of running backs in the National Football League. The Eagles aren't going to be the team that does that. Is there any team out there? Do you think that it, will the Dolphins do that, John? And Ed, since you've uh, both brought up the fact that a team has been named that has been the Dolphins, you think they'll give him that kind of a contract? Um. They're, I, they're I in salary cap perspective. Yeah. Well, they're, they're in a lot of, they, they have salary cap issues. I think they're already 32 million over the cap going into 2024 season. So that'd be hard for the dolphins to do now. You know, the bears, could I, the, be bears a yeah, the bears with the other team that went there. They're in much better salary cap. Position. Yeah. I, I think the bears and, you know, and you it go makes sense Justin for the Fields. bears because they need help uh, for a young quarterback. Yeah. With I think the bears make a ton of sense. You have a, you know, you're building that team. You have a, what they think is a franchise quarterback in fields. Um, yeah, I think the Bears could afford to pay that kind of money. Uh, and, and, you know, who could blame the running backs these days for trying to get as much as they can? The way their position's undervalued, they only have this short shelf life in theory, you know, four or five years. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're getting underpaid. Like Ezekiel Elliott in New England, 28 years old. He, he has to take an undermarket deal to go to the Patriots to keep playing. He's only 28. Um, so yeah, who can blame Taylor for trying to get the best deal? Who cares where he plays? You know, I, I think money is probably the biggest motivating factor for a lot of these athletes. And I agree with you. And that's why Jonathan Taylor 
is it going to be in Philadelphia? Because she's not. She's got to go. Especially at that position, Ed's right. You've got to seize the moment when you have an opportunity to seize the moment because you're going to get shut down um, in the upcoming years, no matter how well you play, uh, because of the nature of how the league views that position. So, all right, let's close the ball. I'm I'm okay with that on Taylor. I'm okay. They don't have to bring him in, you know, and, and I saw the light when I was really pounding the jump drum for B. John Robinson in the draft, but, you know, thinking about it more, they have Jalen Hurts that's going to run the ball. They don't need yeah, this running back need to carry 20 times a game. Uh, so I'm fine with them not getting Taylor. And I mean, we got into the Hurts point. I used to bring it up all the time during Bijan 365, that era. I said, they don't need it. He elevates running backs, Jalen Hurts, with yep. his ability to manipulate spacing. So Eagles will be fine no matter what they go with at the running back position, it'd be nice to have a great player, but you can't have a great, you can't have an all pro at every position. It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Um, Speaking of a position where they don't have all pros, although who knows, Reed Blankenship has been so good in camp. Who knows what his ceiling is? But if I told you September 10th, Ed Kratz, who's going to line up opposite Reed Blankenship in Foxborough, at safety your answer is yeah i think it's still going to be uh edmonds i think terrell edmonds just because of his experience although they really are starting to see what they have in justin evans it's it's kind of a scary thing and i john i know you pursued this line of questioning with nick siriani <laughs> and sean desai like go too far yeah well, but it was it was a valiant effort uh at this stage of summer, you know, we're, we're almost at the end of August here and you're still trying to figure out who your best players are. I mean, is that a good thing? I mean, to me, this offense, this explosive offense that we're supposed to see this year, and I do think it will be explosive. They're going to have to carry this team. I just don't think this defense is going to be ready to start the season and be in, you know, the best shape that it's, might be as the season goes on. I think this defense is still going to take some time to figure out. And the safety position is a case in point. Like who, who is it going to be? I mean, are they going to mix and match guys next to Reed? That's what they've been doing all summer long. Do you default to the Terrell Edmonds because he has that, that experience and, and that knowledge? I mean, that's what I think they'll do. Um, but Justin Evans is certainly somebody tonight against the Colts who is on my must watch list. I mean, I don't know how good he is in pass coverage. Maybe we'll see some of that tonight. But in run defense, I think he's very good. He'll he'll come up and stick his nose in there, uh, as will Sidney Brown and Kayvon Wallace. But, you know, Justin Evans to me is an interesting, you know, hard charger here late in summer. Maybe he can somehow find a way into that starting lineup. I'd be surprised. I think it's going to be Edmonds just based on his experience. I uh, I need to apologize here because we're an hour and 45 minutes into Birds 365. And there's a name I haven't mentioned. We've mentioned Jonathan Taylor way too much. Trey Lance way too much. We have yet to mention Freddie Swain, the biggest addition to the Philadelphia Eagles, signed yesterday off the scrap heap. Uh, after being released, guy who's been around the league the last couple of years as a wide receiver has gotten some gameplay and some stats put on the board for other teams. I know you wrote about him for SI, uh, Ed. Fred Swain, a factor for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. 
again, he's on the offensive side of the ball. It's hard to come in this late in the game and, and, and try to play catch up here on August 24th. I mean, I'm sure we'll see him tonight. Maybe we'll see him return punts. Um, I mean, they signed him. He hasn't even had a practice. I guess he probably yeah. went through the walkthrough on Wednesday. Walkthrough, yeah. But that's that's not the same. I hate uh, to say it, but uh, preseason week three, crash test dummy, bring in these guys. Um, probably probably so. And maybe he's a guy that they want to take a quick look at in case, you know, maybe they want to put him on the practice squad. Maybe a guy that you elevate. Uh, but he's a punt returner. And the Eagles need a punt return. I mean, Britton Covey, to me, is not a stone-cold lock to make this He roster, was. Right? He isn't anymore because he's not right. on the field. He's been hurt. He's been yeah. hurt the whole camp. And like we say, you can't make the club in the tub. So uh, yeah. he he's a guy that you wonder about. They've used uh, Zacchaeus, the great and powerful Oz, as a punt yeah. returner. And Greg Ward's um, hurt, too. So Greg Ward's Greg hurt. Ward's been out. Yeah. They have a couple injuries there. Quez, obviously, with the hammy and, and Covey, too. Um, so, yeah, maybe they're auditioning him as a punt returner to get them through the first couple weeks of the season until they can figure it out. Uh, because I think you probably could – and listen, I like Covey a whole lot as a person, uh, but maybe you can release him and get him to the practice squad and then put him on IR. I mean, this hamstring thing has been – he's been struggling with it really since the, after the first week of camp. Um so that to me hurts his chances. So listen, Swain might be more than a crash test dummy. Maybe he's a guy that maybe he's going to be the punt returner. Who knows? I'll tell you what surprised me more. Not Freddie Swain, Fred Johnson. Yeah. Getting, getting I, I know. Surprise. Um, he was getting second team reps all of a sudden. Um, some people even speculated he might be in, in, in the mix for 50, the 53 because they need, some bodies the depth, the depth isn't as impressive as it typically is on the offensive line. And all of a sudden he gets cut. Now Fred's a veteran. So it could be one of those things. I saw Jeff McClain put something about he might be back soon and it could be paperwork. What the hell though? I'm trying to think, why would it be paperwork? Why? What, what about Fred Johnson? Could they be cutting him to bring him back at a little bit to make a hundred grand? Um, are they down? To, uh, that's that seems strange to me because there's a bunch of guys they could have cut. They got ninety people. There's a bunch of guys we know that are not going to make this football team. Yeah, my my first thought was, and please shoot me down if I'm off base here. They like the guy and they're trying to do the right thing by him. They don't see him in their mix and they want to give him a chance to come with another team. I, I, I know, know why the Eagles come. play tonight. Now, most of the teams play Saturday. There's a couple on Friday and most of them on Saturday. If he lands with a team tomorrow, kind of like Swain walks in, makes a walkthrough, and then can get into pads and play in that exhibition game, were they trying to do the right thing by him to let him land with another team maybe? I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. Well, because the, the weird thing is the Eagles didn't – put anything out that they released him unless I missed it. You know, that was something that was on the, you know, the camp wires, you know, the, the, the waiver wire, uh, the Eagles didn't announce that. And they, to my knowledge, I, unless I missed no, it, they, they didn't. Still, yeah. It they was still haven't. Extra. So, you know, that to me is strange. They're, they're the first ones to put out any roster moves that they make. And for them to just not do anything with Fred Johnson, you had to be really paying attention to know that he got cut. Uh, it, it is weird, especially when you look at some of the other offensive line that the Eagles, have released and they get picked up pretty quickly. You know, Trevor Reed, 
uh, a guy that was in camp yeah, for a while. He got, he, he, up. he got snatched up. I mean, guys, they cut on Jim that. Jim four got snatched up. Remember him? Yeah. He was here Ooh, for Jim. a week. Uh, Jim, yeah, sure. He got picked up. I mean, th- these are popular guys. So to say, yeah, we're trying to do the right thing and pay him, a, a, you know, whatever, a little bit less money to bring him back, that's a big risk. I mean, they could lose him here in the next 24 hours uh, to another well, team. That's one of the things, though, you know, because he is bested. He's a he's a veteran. Um, he's played a little bit in his career. Um he doesn't have to go through waivers, so you can do that wink-wink kind of thing with them versus putting somebody through waivers and perhaps losing them. But from just from the perspective, I'm looking, he's played 28 NFL games. Um, he's been with Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. He started eight. Um, not a guy a lot of people know, but he makes like $1.1 million. And I think they can knock out. They can't love him that much if they're trying to knock a hundred grand off his salary. Uh, that's kind of a bull bleep mood of move, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Lane I don't Johnson, know what's going on. Lane Johnson came out last week and kind yeah, of talked him up. Talked him up. So Jack Driscoll is the most improved lineman this year, coming back with you know he's refined his game, this and that. And then he threw out Fred Johnson's having a great yeah. camp. I mean, yeah. so you think, okay, maybe the guy's got a shot. And then Howie's like, no, 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 not so fast. He cuts him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he I comes. Think he's back. coming back though. I think he's coming he back. Might. And I can't figure out why. I can't figure out why they did it the way they did it. But nice. we'll see. Yeah. and then to not announce it, to not send out any sort of a notification yeah. that that's what they did. I mean, to me, it's almost like they're trying to hide the fact that. He's gone, so they can bring him back. Not the John, Eagles. Hiding. Jonathan Taylor, Freddie Swain, Fred Johnson, all of them are basically irrelevant. Let's cut to the chase, Ed Kratz. <laughs> Most important question you'll ask be asked today. When they flip the coin tonight and the Eagles won, are they taking the football or are they deferring? <laughs> I say they take the ball. Take the, take the ball the for Connor McKee. Keep it out of Anthony Richardson's hand. That's why you tell. Don't you want to test the defense against Anthony Richardson? They will. I mean, they'll come to it. But why not take a seven nothing lead and send Richardson out there having to play from behind? Going to lead them to that seven nothing lead. Is it going to be Marcus Mariota? Is it going to be Ian Book? Is it going to be Tanner McKee? Ian, who is he? I I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. That's just wrong. That's I know. That's cold hearted. Disrespect. Ed, your boy, Ed Kratz, disrespecting Ian 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 Buck right here. Ian, all right. Ed Kratz said, Ian, who about the Eagles' third quarterback? Well, uh, save that. Save that. Put that up on Twitter today, Xander. I want that up on Twitter. Ed oh, Kratz geez, says Ian who for Eagles third Now you're going to get Ed in trouble. If we're going to put that up, then please put up Sam Howe was my favorite Ooh, quarterback coming right. in. Yeah, 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 yeah that's he true. Is starting quarterback that's in the right. Go, go back right. and find those. Sam Howe's going to kick some ass, yep. quotes. Yep. You had him. We All got right, him The somewhere. real ones before the real question. At Kratz, make sure you follow Ed on X, si.com backslash NFL backslash Twitter. Um. Give me five guys you want to watch tonight that are going to play, which isn't uh, basically the back end guys. Um, you well, got maybe Evans. Evans is one, right? I mean, you got to see how he's going to yeah. acclimate. Maybe hopefully they challenge him in the past game and we can see how he holds up there. 
I want to see the slot cornerbacks. I mean, who's going to play slot now that Zach McPherson's out? Mario Goodrich? I mean, I'd like to see Mario Goodrich tonight as well. Maybe Josiah Scott. I know they've played him a lot at safety, but he's a slot corner by trade with some experience. Um, so, you know, I'll be keeping an eye on those two guys. Um, you know, I want to see Janarius Robinson. I know he's got really no chance to probably make this roster, but they're giving him a lot of snaps in these last two games, and he's doing pretty well. I think if they cut him, somebody's going to take him. Somebody's going to pick him up. Uh, but I want to see Janarius Robinson, see if he can come out and win a spot. Even Patrick Johnson, who had the ankle injury, the scary yeah. ankle injury that carted him off. I want to keep an eye on him, um, see how, you know, if he has a chance to make You know, Jody thing. asked earlier, I want to get your – Zach Cunningham, does he play tonight? Or is he already in the deference camp? Uh, I think he plays. I, You know, the Eagles linebacking situation is not real deep. So I think you have to give him some reps to get through the game. I mean, you don't want to go with Ben Van Sumer and for – Why not? Play him the whole game. Snaps. Ben Van no. Sumer <laughs> What if he? He's athletic enough. He can handle. Yeah. That. Who else do you have? They they signed a guy with three names. I can't remember who it is. Yes, yeah, from Rutgers. I yeah, gotta look him up. Uh, another uh, you know, maybe. He... Uh, Tyreek Maddox Williams. There you go. Maybe you yeah, know he's yeah. somebody that will play a lot also, tonight. Also, they uh, signed uh, Robert Cooper and Caleb Sanders. On the defensive line, these are the people you're going to see tonight. So make right. sure you tune into Amazon. Yeah, get there yeah. early. Yeah. yeah. What are their numbers? Do you know even what their numbers are? Uh, Robert Cooper is 64. Caleb Sanders is 67. The great TMW. I've already given him uh, the three initials. Is 46. Okay. 46. That's big. All right, good. Yeah, those are guys that are going to play. But they're not the guys I'm going to be watching, to be honest. I'm going to be, you know, watching a few other guys. Oh, come on. Tyreek Maddox-Williams, he's a Rutgers kid. Sorry. But I don't think – I think Cunningham will play some snaps. Yeah, although it was pretty scary. They lost six guys. They got six guys banged up against the Browns. That might be in the back of Nick's head. I think – you know, We got to bubble wrap all our guys. Justin Evans. That Those are – like, does Justin Evans play at all? Or has he made such a – a push late in the summer that they say, you know what? He's a part of this team. That's what I'm, that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. Yeah. Like the more you play tonight, the worse it is for you. That's how I tend to agree with that. And that's why we questioned uh, the last game with their safety. Um, Who was out there till late? Kayvon. Kayvon playing until the fourth quarter. Did not yeah. look good. That was yeah. a bad look for Kayvon. All right, Eddie, we got to wrap this up. I'm going to uh, finish it up with an under-over. Are you ready? Yep. Under-over, one-half, 15-yard penalty taken by Derek Barnett. <laughs> I'm going to go under. I don't think Barnett's playing. Uh, I'm going under. Definitely. You don't think yeah. he's going to play? No, I don't. I think Barnett's on this team firmly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Barnett's going to have a decent year. Mark it down. Marius Robinson's going to play, but Derek Barnett gets deference. I I, I wrote about uh, I wrote about Barnett this week. Jeremiah Washburn was just raving about him, raving about him. Uh, yeah, Good there is guy. a disconnect Good between practice. between I'm the going fan over. base and the. He's going to get a 15 yard penalty. Unnecessary roughness. You got that in the joint practice misconduct. You're going to get something. Mark it Maybe. down. I go, uh, Kratz is going under. McDonald's going over on the 15-yard penalty for Barnett tonight. That's the only right. way he He's not gets playing. It, 
as if he's on the sidelines and Jason Huntley, our old friend Jason Huntley, now the running back with the Colts, yeah. runs to the sideline and Derek Barnett clotheslines him. And that's a possibility. Hands. Don't discount that, Ed Kratz. It could happen. <laughs> that is a possibility. That's a good point by Ed. That's yeah. the way I'm still you going go under. Over. I'm still yeah. taking and the that under. That means I would be cashing that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eddie Kratz, yeah. we love cashing in on your inside. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, guys. Uh, game day, Kratz, always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks Ed. Enjoy the game. See ya. Eddie Kratz, see you with us on Birds 360. Enjoy the game. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. Come back, put a bow on the show. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. this bad boy up here on birds 365 uh before we go i was gonna give paul mancini who is one of our loyal streamers he comments uh, often enough here on our show uh, a little bit of a hard time 
because you, me, and Ed Cratch were discussing the NFL trade deadline about 35, 40 minutes ago when we punched that up at the start of the show. So maybe only a half an hour ago. Maybe I'm overstating it. Uh, and Paul just posted a couple minutes ago, NFL trade deadline, Tuesday, October 20, uh, 31st at 4 p.m., which you had said you think it's around Halloween. No, it's exactly on Halloween. I said that would mean it's about week eight. Oh, it's exactly week eight. And Ed said the Colts would have four wins at that time, which they're not. They'll be either one and seven or two and six at that point. Uh, but then I realized maybe Paul just joined the fray a little bit late and he's watching from the beginning. I forget that we're on YouTube. Yeah. I yeah, just think if you and I live, live doing a show and yeah. everybody's watching us live, no, people can actually still yeah. be watching because watch I'm there after the fact. Uh, so, hey, I know we got to go, but uh, uh, the Browns wave Kellen Mond. Uh, if you want him, Eagles fan. <laughs> Chris Sims said he was better than Jalen Hurts. I, real quick, I want to read you this. Mickey Loomis evidently was on uh, the Green Light podcast, which is Chris Long's podcast. Um, here's what he said about Howie Roseman. He's a really bright guy. He's done a great job in Philly. But he's also one of those guys where I, I have to keep both hands in my back pockets when I'm talking to Howie. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. Because he's beating Mickey Loomis like a drum yeah, over the past. He's yeah, you think, Mickey? Yes, yes. Yeah, you goofball. Anyway, at Jacob Sports, they put that up. Uh, follow follow us on Twitter as well. Exactly. All right, uh, so we're set for them all because Scott Grayson's going to remember to be part of the show, you're telling me. Uh, not going to be yeah. a problem after that all great right, You can't go back to back. I got more confidence in Scott than that. I think he's going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to right. go 100%. Oh, he's going 100, ladies and gentlemen. I'm only going 99. Sorry, Scott. Uh, but we're, we're looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Johnny Mack will be down at the game, and I'll be watching it on Fox. Not on Amazon. If you don't have to do the stream thing, don't do it because it's a pain in the rear end getting in and out of it. And Sorry, I'm whining in. I hey, started the show whining. I should finish the show whining, yeah. right, John? Don't, don't criticize streaming because we're a streaming show. Uh, but in uh, other ways, you can criticize streaming. <laughs> do you think most people watch our show on a big screen TV with uh, smart? Or do you think more watch it on their I think more on watch computers? it on iPads or iPhones. See, that's what that's I'm thinking delayed. too. So that yeah. I got no problem with. But if if you're forcing me to oh, watch Xander, something on uh, my says, smart TV, my 60 inch TV, and I'm streaming, yeah, I'm going to complain about the fact that it takes time to get in and out of it. Our crack pro producer Xander says 30% TV viewers of birds. Ooh, that's even higher than I thought. That's 70% yeah. nod, but I, I would have thought. I would have went under 30. 30 but, yeah, uh, I would have thought lesser too, but. For those of you who are streaming in on a big screen TV right now with the back of Mac guys, thank you very much. You can do it right. Now, if they're on the big screen TV, does that mean they can't hit the like button? No, Sander, I think since you're listening and pay can. attention while you produce, I think they can. Bunch up the private chat. Can you answer my question? I can do that on my smart TV. At least can one you? of them. One of them I can. Yeah. It's um, harder, but is still possible. Well, then do it. If you're watching this on the big screen TV, hit, if, if Xander says it's possible, then I'm holding you responsible to hit that like button before you get out of here and give us a help with our helping hand with our algorithm. All right. Yeah. We'll be back to try and grow our algorithm and talk Eagles football with you again tomorrow. McBone will be here. I'll be here. 
The Mac and Mac guys back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.